Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Just for Sport with Jamoke. That's me. Another show this morning. I hope you're doing well. Uh, I am doing well on this Thursday morning. We got a lot to talk about today. And for the most part, it's just going to be you and me. Haley's comments, she's still orbiting around the earth, but she'll be back with us. She sent me some topics. She's like, Jamoke, these are some hot topics that we've got to talk about. So I'm looking forward to talking about those. Of course, this is also a podcast, as you can thank you very much for anybody who has supported us on the Props Network and, I just, and my Just for Sport podcast. Um, I will have Mati Ajavon, former WNBA player. She will be on the podcast version. So if you like podcasts, please download Just for Sport, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and all those other things. Uh, please leave a review, listen, and hope you enjoy Mati talking WNBA playoffs, WNBA finals, and NBA finals, and what she's up to these days. We go way back. She used to be a Washington mystic. So I got a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk some, uh, of course, NBA finals, as game one was last night between the Heat and the Los Angeles Lakers. We're going to talk some Major League Baseball playoffs. We've got some NFL with their postponement of the game between uh, the Tennessee Titans and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I've got some uh, hot takes on that and more. So let's jump right into it, okay, folks? Uh, thank you very much for those of you that are watching on uh, our Stitcher Live uh, uh, stream on the Props Network, YouTube, Facebook. I'm going to be doing this every Thursday morning, and I hope you, uh, over the course of time, that uh, we grow together, and after a while, yeah, we'll have a big following, and I'll be able to chat with you. We've got a chat box open, so if you've got any hot topics or questions for me, throw them at me, and I will fit them in as they fit into a, into a, a topic. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is, of course, the NBA Finals. I mean, oh my gosh, what a first game. Uh, that you know what? Come on. None of us wanted it to be this way. It just, it was so sad the way the NBA Finals started. I was, you know, after Tuesday, Joel and I were jumping on here on the Props Network and talking about how the Heat could win, you know, what the Lakers will do in order to win, but that we both thought that the games would be Closer, frankly. We thought they would be closer, and yet the Los Angeles Lakers took out the broom early, early. You know, it was funny. Joel was joking that, that you know, if the Heat win game one, the Lakers may say, I'll just take the championship. We're going home. But uh, no, the Lakers did the complete opposite in beating the Miami Heat 116 to 98. It really wasn't even the game. I mean, that's how how bad it was. I mean, my man, Anthony Davis, my namesake, as I like to say, I mean, he just rolled through the game. I mean, how could I not be happy for Davis, right? 34 points in his finals debut, first NBA finals as a Los Angeles Laker. And realistically, we know that's why the GM, LeBron James, the coach, LeBron James, brought him in here. No, it's not, you know, Rob Palenka. It's not Frank Vogel. It's LeBron James. He runs the Los Angeles Lakers franchise now. And he said, you know what? I want Anthony Davis. Rich Paul almost messed that up 
for the Los Angeles Lakers and and LeBron uh, the first go round. So unfortunately, um, it kind of you know messed up the process. But they ended up getting Anthony Davis, and it proved that yeah, we need Anthony Davis to win it. LeBron James on the older side, he needs someone who can come in who's not just who's really a superstar, one of the top five players in the NBA to come in here uh, and help him win a championship. And that's what they proved in game one that, you know what? Yeah, this probably is the type of player that we need in an Anthony Davis because he can compliment LeBron James. He's a bigger player. And, you know, they didn't just win game one. I mean, it's crazy to think that at one point they had – you know, a 30 point lead. Like they were just, they were just cruising. And, you know, it's frankly, the sad part is that you don't mind that they win a game like this, but then you look back on it, you know, they were leading by as many as 32 points. It's like, this isn't the NBA finals game you want to see. It's a yawner in my book. You know, I'm sure for Laker Nation, they're, you know, jumping up for joy. But this isn't good drama. It's not the kind of basketball that makes you want to tune in. People are tuning out from watching this game unless you're a Lakers fan. Those are the only people that are watching when you're up by 32. I don't know. Like, I'm not a greatness kind of a guy that I'm going to just watch it because I'm saying, ooh, I'm watching greatness. This is exciting basketball. No, it's boring. I was more excited in the first quarter when the Heat jumped out to a 13-point lead because I'm like, okay, maybe we've got a team that can challenge the Lakers. You know, we talked about it on Tuesday, uh, Joel and I, that you have Anthony Davis and LeBron James as the top two players. If you had to take both of these rosters and put them together and rank the players – after that, it was five or six Heat players that we were picking. And it's a shame because I feel like I haven't where's been where's Danny Green been? Maybe he would have jumped in there, but no. We had Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, uh Tyler Hero on there, Goran Dragic. And then you could start to maybe go to the Los Angeles Lakers players as, you know, some of the players that, you know, could rank in that top top 10 list. But the more well-rounded team, the team with the pedigree, the team with the more recent history of showing that they can win a championship and the organization from the top down is built that way. Of course, <laughs> LeBron James used to be on those, a few of those teams. Um, but, you know, that's what I thought we would see is the Miami Heat, you know, coming out with a barrage of three-pointers and just really pelting the Los Angeles Los Angeles Lakers from deep. And yet it was the, the Lakers who hit 15 three-pointers. 15 three-pointers. Danny Green, who I feel like, where was he in the rest of the game? I don't know where he was. I, I just don't know. And yet here he was finally. You know, Jimmy Butler hits him in the mouth. In, in the teeth, maybe that wakes him up. He ends up scoring, uh, having 11 points, three of eight from three. Uh, LeBron James, you know, had a quiet game, but I feel like 
I don't know if any of his games are quiet, but for some reason, it seems like, you know, he'll hit a three here, a big dunk there, 25 points, uh, you know, which is good. Uh, 13 rebounds, one assist shy of a triple-double. But it was really, in my mind, the team. Contagious Caldwell-Pope, 13 points. Alex Caruso, 10 points. Keith Morris, when I talked about in Tuesday's show about how there were players I was rooting for in the Lakers because of my history with them, you know, JaVale McGee, we go bay way back. We were on YouTube before YouTube was YouTube. We were doing videos, you know, little social media hits and viral videos. Uh, and then obviously Quinn Cook, who only played a minute, but he's from the DMV, so I'm rooting for him. But Keith Morris, former Washington Wizard, family over everything. If anybody knows what that means, Keith Morris got has his own line. I've got some family over everything gear. Should Maybe I'll wear it one of these days. Uh, but, you know, rooting for him, he had eight points, three of six from the field. They just played magnificent, and I and I just didn't expect that. And on the flip side, for the Miami Heat, I'm really concerned about the injuries to, uh, you know, Bam Adebayo hurt his shoulder in the game. Goran Dragic turns an ankle. That's not good. That's not good for the Heat looking forward. Uh, Jimmy Butler played well, 23 points. Uh, but minus 14, I mean, you're not going to get many plus ratings out of this team anyway. Um, but, you know, when you look down the box score and you see Jay Crowder, uh, and shout out to Marquette, let me tell you something. Uh, at least if, 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 and it's a real long shot now for the Miami Heat to win the NBA Finals, if they win it, uh, between Dwayne Wade, Jimmy Butler, and Jay Crowder, uh, Marquette's got to be pumping out their chat like, chest like you're welcome NBA you're welcome NBA uh but Bam Adebayo only eight points only got to play 21 minutes Duncan Robinson 27 minutes and zero points is not good Tyler Hero 14 points all right that's decent but overall uh Kendrick Nunn came out of nowhere 18 points uh you needed him but I think what I am seeing is You've got a roster and players who my hope is, one, they're going to overcome these injuries in the Miami Heat. Two, they are realizing, as Joel and I talked about, you need more of a team effort, a team effort out of the guys who, yeah, you know, it's you didn't play. In the Eastern Conference Finals, you know, most of the playoffs of the regular season, you weren't really in the rotation. Maybe you got some minutes, a game here and there. The entire team is going to have to play perfect basketball in order to beat the Los Angeles Lakers. And I'm not going to say it's over. No one should say it's over. You know, the Heat fans down there. Uh, you know, I'm sure they're, you know, licking their wounds just like the players and saying, hey, you know, it's only one game. And it is only one game. It is only one game. But you cannot have mistakes. You cannot have injuries. You need your entire team to play grade A basketball the rest of the way. Because you get a big, I'm going to say a D in game one. 
And I'm sure the Heat and Jimmy Butler is probably telling his team, hey, we did not play well. We just didn't. But with the injuries to Bam uh, and the injury to Goron, they could be huge losses. But if they can turn it around, um, and I know they aren't just happy to be in the finals. They're not going to accept participation trophies. No one wants participation trophies, although, you know, getting second place in NBA finals, uh, that's a pretty good participation trophy. Um, If they aren't 100 percent, it's not a good look for the Heat to even think that they can win this NBA championship because the Los Angeles Lakers, they just look so good. I, you know, and, and I know even for the Heat, you know, they're probably sitting there in that third quarter and just like, yeah, you know, we're done. We're we're just not where we are. Coach Eric Spolstra, you know, at the post game quote, uh, we're much better than we showed tonight. You have to credit the Lakers, and we'll get to work for the next one. That's all you can do here. That's all you can do here because uh, you got till Friday, so you've got today. And then tomorrow, hopefully to rest up, uh, you know, Jimmy Butler twisted an ankle to the whole team needs to just rest up. Uh, and, and hopefully they will do that. And on the Lakers side, LeBron James, you have to get a feel for how hard Miami plays. They smacked us in the mouth at the beginning. We got a sense of that. And from that moment, um, they start to play to their capabilities. And that's what LeBron James said after the game. And that's what we all saw is the Los Angeles Lakers playing to their capabilities. And they blew them out. They blew them out. Now, in that blowout, the one thing I wanted to see was who, who of the who's who in the uh, the game one virtual clubhouse. And number one on that list uh is one number 44, President Barack Obama. Now, it was cool to see him in the virtual stands. But at the same time, when they would show him, at least the first time when they showed him, he was talking so much. I couldn't tell, and I hope he was, you know, maybe on a phone call with Shaq or James Worthy who were, you know, flanking him. But he was talking so much, I was more curious about who he was talking to and what he was saying. And I'm sure he was talking basketball. Everybody's waving. I'm looking at a, a little uh, picture here. We we had the greatness, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Dirk Nowitzki. Uh, we had Bill Walton. We had Ray Allen, Paul Pierce sitting next to each other, which you will never see in real life. So I feel like somebody did that to be funny. Pal Gasol, Big Shot Bob, Dwayne Wade, uh, Robin Roberts is in here. Uh, I was just excited to see all of the different uh, fans here and celebrities. But I'd have to say my favorite was number 44, and not because of any political affiliation. Um You know, he was probably the only one who, outside of Robin Roberts here, who wasn't a former player where it's just like, yeah, we expect to see you there. I want to see people there we don't necessarily expect to see there as fans. Like when Lil Wayne showed up as a Lakers fan, that was funny. But when we get into former players, 
I like, you know, James Worthy's tweet, the president's running point. I'm open Barack Obama. You know, that's kind of cool. But, you know, at the same time, if if I'm in the, the virtual, and if I'm in a virtual seat, I want to see somebody that I don't expect. And and maybe, you know, Budweiser, you want to throw me a seat. No one would expect to see me there in, in the ultra clubhouse. So, yeah, I'll accept your seat. Thank you very much. You let me know what game you want me to be there. If not, then I want to see someone we don't expect. But it was still fun to see, you know, all of the the basketball greats from both sides of the Heat and Lakers organization there. Um, that was fun. I, I have to admit that, that I enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, so we're off and running. And the Los Angeles Lakers, they are up 1-0 on the Miami Heat. That's about uh, as we expected it to be, that they would go up on on the <clears throat> Los Angeles Lakers. At least I did. Maybe you didn't. But that's what I expected to see because realistically we're talking about uh, the best team in basketball in the yeah, it's not the Clippers. And how crazy is that, right? We all thought that in many ways it was going to be the Los Angeles Clippers. It was going to be Los Angeles Clippers. And it's not. It's not the Clippers. It's the Los Angeles Lakers. And that's the way it's always been. And if if this goes the way it continues to go, I expect for them to – we're going to crown them again. They're going to get, what, their 17th, 18th, millionth NBA championship. Uh, and the Clippers are still at home with none. So there you have it. Segment one in the books for Just for Sport. We'll be right back after this short read here. Uh, and I'm staying on camera. Why not? BetMGM Sportsbook is live for legal betting in Colorado, Indiana, Nevada, New Jersey, and West Virginia. Are you betting on the NFL or the NBA this season? How about the French Open? Take some action to BetMGM. Why? Because for a limited time, BetMGM has a special signing bonus for the Props Network listeners or viewers. You know, you're watching right now. Go to BetMGM. Find something to bet on. All you have to do is create a new account at BetMGM and use code JUSTSPORT20 to get a 100% match on your first deposit up to That's right. Just enter Just Sport 20. That's for Just for Sport. So, you know, I get a little break here. And up to $500 bonus bankroll is yours. That then you'll enjoy all that BetMGM has to offer, like earning $10 free bets every week in the Money Monday Club, multi-sport parlay boosters, and the new Edit My Bet feature that allows players to change their bet tickets after they are submitted. That is my, my favorite feature. Edit my bet. So try BetMGM with code JustSport20 now while the offers last. You must be 21 and over the bet. Do you or someone you know have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER today. So my next order up for uh, business here as I am, you know, basically, you know, Haley's not here. And I miss her a lot. She's going to do the show here. But as I said, she's orbiting uh, Earth 
and uh, enjoying a little bit of Tokyo, Japan, uh, Tokyo and uh, just Japan in general. But we're going to start here uh, and keep her legacy alive. Every, every She texts me some topics and she's like, hey, here's some things that I would love for you to talk about. And I said, okay, shoot them over. And we're going to go in, in order of uh, what Haley wants to talk about. So she said 31-year drought for the Dodgers. Can they do it? We're going to talk about the Dodgers. But the first thing we're going to talk about are the Houston Astros. Why are they even in the playoffs? They shouldn't have been able to quietly get back in the playoffs. Okay? They cheated baseball for too many seasons because one is too many. And Rob Manfred let them off the hook. Don't tell me. Don't tell me you needed to give them immunity so you could get down to the bottom of how they were cheating. That is bull. Because I know players talk. All right. There were players on those Astros teams of 17, 18 and 19 who were no longer on the Astros that you could have went to to get answers. It was BS. Their punishment should be no play offs. And yet here they are. In the playoffs again, as if nothing happened. As if the fact that they didn't use technology and banging on trash cans to win a World Series title. And that's right. I'm a Nationals fan. I'm from D.C. I'm from the DMV. And I'm happy that they were one of the teams that could beat the Astros. But the reason why they beat the Astros in many ways is not because they beat the Astros. Well, no, let me, let me backtrack. Let me say yes. They beat the Astros. But there's also a level of the fact that the Astros got caught. And they had to tone down and cut back and take away their, the ways that they were able to cheat and win games, including, yes, I believe, okay, it's allegedly, but I believe wearing mics, wearing, you know, something that could electrically shock them to tell them what pitch was coming up next. That's inexcusable. And it's ridiculous to think that no matter no matter what reasoning you needed to, to, to give them immunity, that you should have. Because I think it's not only unfair that they are in the playoffs right now, but the fact that no one even really cares about the MLB playoffs the same way that they do with the NFL right now. If you ask most fans... You got to be a baseball fan, and, and, and maybe that's just my opinion, that the baseball just isn't in the mainstream right now. People are like, yeah, what? They played 60 games? Okay. Yeah, they're, they're trying to play playoffs. Okay? And, and not only are they playing playoffs, baseball, playoff baseball, but the Astros are advancing. The Yankees won. The Rays won, and now we're in the ALDS. And here we still have the Houston Astros. And I just don't think it's right. 
I just don't think it's right. And the team that I am rooting for, as we, you know, Haley said, you know, can the the Dodgers uh, in their 31-year drought? Yeah, I hope so. And you know why? One, because I'm rooting for Clayton Kershaw. I like his game. I like his moxie. I'm rooting for Dave Roberts as a manager. I'm rooting for Mookie Betts. But the play I'm really rooting for, Joe Kelly. Remember him, the pitcher who got suspended for eight games for really giving it to the Houston Astros and telling him what all of Major League Baseball, outside of all of these Houston Astro apologists and fans who try to act like, no, it was nothing. What are you talking about? We didn't really cheat the game. No, 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 no. We won it fair and square. No, you didn't, okay? Joe Kelly went out there and was throwing heat at the heads. And I don't like throwing heat. I don't like that about baseball. I don't like that about hockey, that they still fight. Okay, I think there's two of the things that should be done away with in sports. But I got to give it to Joe Kelly that Joe Kelly stood up. He, realistically, to me, that was the only true reality retaliation the Houston Astros got. So, yeah, I want the Dodgers to win. I want the Dodgers to win. And I want them to play the Tampa Bay Rays, who I know that they have the Yankees number all season long and for all of the history of these two teams playing if there's one team that seems to have that seems to have the Yankees number is the Tampa Bay Rays and why why not let's just make it an all Tampa Bay sweep all right congrats to the Lightning they won Let's get, okay, I guess if I want the Dodgers to win, I guess Tampa Bay can't win, but at least let's get them to the World Series. Let's get Tampa Bay to the World Series. Let's get the Bucks to the Super Bowl, although there's no way they can beat the Kansas City Chiefs. But let's get the uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks to the Super Bowl. Uh, and, 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 and then I guess there's no, in basketball, we're already going to have the Los Angeles Lakers. But then we'll have Lakers and Dodgers. So then you've got the Lakers, all LA. You've got all Tampa. Why not? Why not? But I just, I just don't like it. I don't like the, I don't like the Astros being there. Now who's left? Okay. Uh, we got the A's, White Sox. First time the, the Sox and Cubs have both been for Chicago teams in the major league uh, playoffs uh, in, man, 2008, but only like the third time since like baseball began. It's been a long time since both of these teams have both been it. I don't want the Brewers to win it. Okay, I'm basing all of this based off a of heart. I, I used to live in Chicago, so I'm rooting for the White Sox. And then obviously I want the White Sox to beat the Astros. Uh, White Sox, uh, make sure you're watching every Astro player and manager. Uh, okay, on the other side, uh, I want the Lakers to beat the Brewers. Okay, here's my thing, okay? So I can get a lot of stuff off of my chest here as we're talking sports. Um, and, and it's in the moment. Um I just, oh my God, I just, you know, Ryan Braun, if this is his last run, then just let it be his last run. You know, I'm sure many people remember when he said he didn't take steroids and, and said, you know, 
I do not take steroids. I, you know, I, I, I am an honest guy. You know, I don't cheat the game. You did. All right. So goodbye, Brewers. San Diego Padres, St. Louis Cards. And by the way, the Dodgers lead 1-0. Uh, A's Sox t- series is tied 1-1. St. Louis leads the series 1-0. Um, I would not be surprised if St. Louis wins that series. It's a 4-5 matchup. But San Diego Padres, you know, uh, shout out to my friend Shannon, who works for the Padres. Uh, they're kind of, you know, who expected them to even be in the playoffs? You know, they're kind of like a Cinderella story. I like that story. Uh, Cubs, Marlins at 3-6. The Marlins lead 1-0. Remember when we were doing this show and I was killing the Marlins for almost shutting down the the play the MLB season and saying that the score was COVID-19, MLB 0? Well, here we are. The Miami Marlins, even at that time, were actually winning games. They're in the playoffs. Who expected that? That's another story that just is... You know, it it kind of has a Hollywood store ending. If if they were to somehow advance and win it all, Derek Jeter, you know, the New York Yankees uh, legend who who not only quit the game but went to run a major league baseball team, that would be kind of exciting. And then you've got the Atlanta Braves, who I actually used to work for. Uh, they lead the Cincinnati Reds one zero. Uh, how amazing is that? Uh, we have MLB playoffs and they're playing and they are much shorter games. And today, five teams can advance to the ALDS because that's right, they're best of three series. So who will be watching today? Maybe I'll watch. Maybe I'll, I'll peek in on a game or two, possibly. Who will win today? I say Dodgers win today. I say Padres win today. I say uh, I'm taking the Cubs to win today. And I'm taking the Braves to sweep. And so if I'm saying, okay, who am I taking in all of these teams to win? It would beg to differ that then I want to know, well, what are the odds for these teams to actually win these games, right? That's what you want to know. How could you not want to know? So we're going to go right here to uh, BetMGM and see what we've got here. As I am, uh, sorry, everybody, I'm sitting here and I can't believe this as we're live here streaming. Out of nowhere, all of a sudden, all of my bets went away that I had right here. Okay, here we go. I'm getting them back up. Okay, MLB. Today at noon, we got the Reds at the Braves, run spread, Braves at minus five at plus 150, the over under at seven and a half runs at Negative 110. We've got the money line for the Reds at plus 120. Braves at minus 135. I'm taking the Braves minus one and a half. And I'm taking the under at seven and a half. Miami Marlins and Cubs is locked. I can't see the spread in total. 
but you can take the money line. I'm taking the Mar Marlins at plus 160. I'm taking the Cardinals uh, at plus one and a half and the over at eight and a half. So that's what I've got for today for Major League Baseball. And there you have it. All right, baseball is done. I'm going to take another break here. Ooh, it's a lot talking, you know, for yourself for an hour, but it's fun. Here we go. If you're going to bet on the NBA Finals, then why not get some bonuses? Visit thepropsnetwork.com and find out about all the deals running at the top U.S. online sports books. Like right now at PointsBet, their score first insurance. If your NBA team, which is basically now the Lakers and Heat, scores first but loses the game, you can get your money back in free bets up to $50. This is just one of the sportsbook deals that you can miss out on if you don't stay tuned to the Sports Network. That's TPN. So check us out at thepropsnetwork.com, and you never miss a bonus. Remember, it's 21 and over to bet. Do you or someone you know have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER today. Okay. Topic number three from Haley here. NFL has postponed the Titans-Steelers game. Do you think that it was the right thing to do? Will it rattle a team? How frequent do you think it will be? And does it change the complexion of the season? Now, that's a lot. Haley gave me a lot there. Let's start with one thing. Let's start with the first thing. First thing here, I have to say to the National Football League, you made the best decision ever. And I thought, I thought that the NFL was going to find a way to push through with the game. And who wouldn't, right? One, as the players and organizations, you want to play football. Titans organization, the Steelers organization, you want to play football, right? I get that. You're preparing for Sunday. As the fans, we want to see football, right? Look behind me. I want to see the Steelers play. I want to see them play football. And the league had a tough decision to make. What do we do here? Because we both know that as a country, we've got a problem with this pandemic. And we've got to find a way, we've got to find a way to ensure that we are taking this seriously. And they did that. They said, hey, we're going to pick the health of the organizations and the league over playing the game. Now, the best thing that I think they did, which is why I applaud them without saying that um, they were going to postpone the games or all of a sudden be in a situation where they had to basically um, start juggling games like, like basically the Major League Baseball had to do. They were in a situation where, you know, oh, wait, with the Marlins. Okay, if we postpone this game, we'll do some doubleheaders here and start juggling the schedule. They just said, let's push it back a day or two. 
we'll postpone the game till Monday or Tuesday. Let's see where the test results are. You know, if you've got the money, then you allow yourself to, as an organization, to be able to do rapid testing, probably more than you or I could get as fans in terms of quick results, daily results, or hourly testing. But, you know, hey, you know, as uh, Tony Soprano said, this is a business here, right? I believe that's what he said. Man, I've watched Sopranos in a long time. Um, uh, but that's what they did. And the Titans and the Vikings, who were the other organization involved, uh, they suspended their in-person activities. The Titans closed their facility and, and are not practicing, or at least the last reports were, were not opening the facility until they could clean it and get it ready to go. Uh, for another practice on Friday before they travel, or, or excuse me, before they get ready for the next game. Um, but the the other part of it is that both of these teams are three and zero and riding in, in the Titans and Steelers, riding a lot of momentum. And I would hate for the these teams to lose that momentum. And I think one thing that the game was slated for Sunday at 1 o'clock, and now we're waiting to see if and what time they will play on Monday and or Tuesday. But I think for these teams to have to postpone it to a bye week or something like that after they've been preparing for each other, I think the NFL, if they learn one thing from MLB is maybe we don't have to do this all of a sudden. Now we've got to juggle all of this, uh, all of the schedules, but maybe we can just juggle this one schedule. Now, I'm not quite sure in my mind, you know, maybe the Vikings team or their game maybe could have been rescheduled too, but I, I, I guess in many ways the Vikings felt that, you know, hey, our 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 team is fine. They're going to the Texans. You know, both teams. Oh, sad thing is, I hate the thought of saying both teams are zero and three. Um, so, not that that means that they should go on ahead and play because they're zero and three. But you know, maybe the the league is focusing on teams that are undefeated. That that's more important than make sure they're healthy. And the zero and three teams. You know, let's just see how they do. You know, obviously these positive tests came from the Tennessee Titans side, so I'm sure that plays into it as well. But I am uh, excited that, and, and I was pleased, not excited isn't the right word, but pleased with what the NFL decided to do. Uh, now, looking at the NFL as a whole, um, I thoroughly have enjoyed the season so far, but not for the reasons that I think most people might say. I'm casually enjoying NFL football. I feel like there was a different level of hype during a normal season that every, every game still matters 
but I feel like I'm just kind of enjoying watching football again and not necessarily ah, for my team to win. And although all of us want our team to win, you know, and you know, well, hey, look, bottom line is my Washington football team is in first place. Ding, ding, ding. One and two. One and two. Okay. But still, they're in first place. They're in first place. And uh, my second team, so to speak, yeah, they're the Pittsburgh Steelers. I went to graduate from the University of Pittsburgh. My wife is from Pittsburgh. She's a big Steelers fan. So I root for the Steelers. And they are 3-0. and um, It's been fun to watch them. They are atop the AFC North at 3-0. and And I can't wait to see that next Baltimore Ravens game against the Steelers. That's going to be fun. But it's been fun to watch. And, and you know, with each... With each team, there's something else that I like about it. The Seattle Seahawks are three and zero. You know, it's fun to watch Russell Wilson. Tampa Bay Bucks. Shout out to Casey. They're two and one. Casey Phillips is a dear friend of mine, and I and uh, you know I wish the Bucks well. But I enjoy watching you know the drama between. Tom Brady and what the Bucks are going to do and what, you know, Cam Newton is going to do with the New England Patriots. And you, you got to love that meme with Cam Newton sliding off the bench. If you don't have that on your phone, oh, my gosh, that thing is too funny. Uh, the Bears are changing quarterbacks. They, they're, you know, going back to Nick Foles. Nick Foles, who won the Philadelphia Eagles uh, Super Bowl. Let's see what he can do with the Bears. Mitch Trubisky. Boy, do I remember him as a uh, UNC Chapel Hill destroying my Pitt Panthers chances of uh, getting the big bowl game. I guess that would have been 2017. Wow, my memory escapes me. But anyway, I've just been enjoying it. And I've been watching the Steelers and obviously the Kansas City Chiefs. It's neat to see the Las Vegas Raiders. How random is that? I was just thinking about that earlier today, how cool it is to see the the Raiders playing uh, in Las Vegas. Even the Las Vegas Aces are in the WNBA Finals, which I will be talking with Mati Ajavon later about the WNBA Finals. Um, so it's it's been a lot of fun to to watch the NFL and you know just enjoying football, just enjoying football. It's been great, and I guess it doesn't hurt when your team's winning. It's another reason why it's been fun too. Okay, I'm gonna take another break here. And when I come back, uh, we're going to talk some French Open, and we're going to talk about a sport that uh, you probably don't care about, but uh, and maybe that's tennis, frankly. But um, I like tennis. I like tennis, and it's been fun to watch. Uh, just for sport, we'll be right back. Hope you're enjoying this uh, live stream here. And, uh, yeah, my next read is... <sighs> gambling. What have I learned most about gambling? I have learned that it's okay. It's one of those things, as I feel like I'm doing another segment here, but I'm going to get to a read here. It always was kind of seedy or you know, it was like you had to go off to Vegas or, you know, I wasn't that far from New Jersey, Atlantic City. I've been there a couple of times. But you felt like you were doing something or being involved in something that 
not many people um, understood or was like a, a kind of a underground thing, you know, hey, you bet, who do you bet with? Well, now it's time to have a serious va- conversation about your bookies and illegal offshore betting sites. You don't need them anymore. You don't need them. You can get rid of them now. Cut ties. Legal sports books have a better user experience, more promos, bigger signing bonuses, and you know your money is safe. And you don't have to just go to Vegas. You don't have to just go to New Jersey. There are more places for you to bet. How awesome is that? And where do you find your legal sports book in your state? At thepropsnetwork.com. Where else? At the Props Network. We only have regulated U.S. sports books, and it's also where you, where you'll find the best available bonuses. So you need to start using us. Start using the Props Network. Plus, you'll get great content like Just for Sport, like the walk-on, like in action. We're just getting started. We're growing. So when legal betting comes to your state, make sure your first stop is thepropsnetwork.com. Remember, it's it's 21 and over to bet. And do you or someone you know have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER today. All right. So, okay. So maybe you don't like the French Open, but I like the French Open. I like tennis. It's one, it's, well, one, okay, not, not to humble brag, but I played in college. I played Division I tennis. So I have an affinity for it. I love the sport. You can watch it live right now. I think that's one of the things that I have grown to enjoy um, as I dreamed of someday becoming a tennis pro which I do, stu- I do have two little ones that maybe I will groom them to become, or who I'm going to let them do their own thing, but if they become tennis pros, that would be awesome. Because I used to dream of, you know, starting your January down in Australia and working your way to, you know, uh, London for Wimbledon, and then you're making your way over to Paris for the French Open, then you come to New York, New York for the U.S. Open, and in between, you're playing a tournament in some different countries. You're just all over the world. I used to dream of doing that. Thus, here I am doing just for sport, which I am very happy to do, Uh, but I still watch the game. And I really enjoy, because it is an international sport, with the time difference, you know, there are chances that you can see tennis at different times when you didn't expect to see tennis. And that's what I enjoy the most about it. And that's what I get out of the sport right now is, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm looking right now. We've got uh, Pablo Carreno Busta. He's up two sets. It's a best of five. He's up two sets on uh, in in his match. We've got Shapovalov in a in a five setter right now, up four three in the in the fifth set. Grigor Dimitrov, he's playing right now on the women's side. You've got uh, some matches here too that are exciting. Sophia Kinnan, she won today. Kvitova won today. Ostapenko won today. 
So I just enjoy watching tennis and watching it live and being able to wake up in the morning and watch tennis. If I wasn't doing this show, I'd probably be paying attention right now. Um, one of my sleepers, Sloane Stevens, she's playing live right now. She lost the first set 6-4. She's up 5-4 in the second set. So hopefully she will find a way to close that out and win her set. Um, but that's what I enjoy uh, the most is, is a sport where, in my mind, you have a, uh, it's just you and your opponent. That's what I love the most about it. That it is, uh, it's all up to you. And I enjoyed a team game as well, but there's something about, you know, when, when it's just you on that court and, and uh, what you have to gut out to win if you're down, um, how hard you have to play. Um, but uh, I digress. Um, that's what I enjoy most about it. But, you know, going back to bet MGM, there's a lot more to bet on. Women's tennis is one of the more bet on activities in betting. But I'm going to start with the men here. And, uh, you know, I, I, I actually, I'll just mix it up. Okay, let's look here. Uh, you've got uh, Garbine Muguruza versus Kristina Pliskova. Uh, you can take that bet here at plus 310 for Pliskova to win. Or you can take Muguruza at minus 455. Now, Muguruza is one of the sleepers to win it all. But I, like the long shot, Pliskova, uh, you know, is one of my sleepers. And so you could take her at plus 310. But you can also bet on the sets. You can, you can just say, hey, Christina Pliskova is going to win the first set. You can get that at plus 10. That's good money. That's good money there. And you can bet on some sports you probably, you didn't think you could bet on and still win money here. We've got Lloyd Harris uh, against Matteo Berrettini. Now you could take Lloyd Harris at plus 675. Lloyd Harris at plus 675. Um, that's, some, that's some decent money you can get there. Uh, so, you know, I like the, the options here. There's more to win, more parlays that you can go with. If you wanted to parlay a bunch of different bets in there, um, that's what I like most about tennis. And uh, and obviously you can live bet right here if you wanted to. Uh, Dennis Shapovalo versus Roberto Carabellos Baena. Uh, you can bet on the fifth set. You can bet for... Carabelas Baena to win at plus 875, the, the fifth set, if you wanted to right now live. So I do like that as well. That's something that I enjoy. Um, so there you have it. Tennis in a nutshell. And luckily, my, um, my uh, winners, my uh, picks to win it all are still alive which I'm happy about. Uh, Novak Djokovic is probably going to be the challenger against my pick, which is uh, Rafa, Rafa Nadal to win it all. And then I've got Simona Halep. Uh, but the sad news is Serena Williams. I didn't pick Serena Williams to win it all. 
And and I didn't expect her to win it all. But unfortunately, she had to bow out of uh, the match uh, or the tournament, excuse me, not just the match, but she had to bow out of her match um, because unfortunately she had to withdraw. She she has an injury that she's been dealing with. And it's sad to see her see her potentially not win it all. And I'm going to play devil's advocate here. It's my segment, Devil's Advocate. It's okay if Serena Williams doesn't tie Margaret Court's record. She still goes down as one of the greatest, greatest tennis players ever. And I would almost argue that she's greater than Margaret Court right now that you know if it's just a number then let's just call it a number and let's just say it doesn't matter bottom line is that serena williams is the best women's tennis player of all time margaret court didn't face the kind of competition that serena williams is facing she didn't span the kind of career, the decades of a career that Serena Williams had to play, you know, as a youngster winning when she was a youngster and now having to face Naomi Osaka, Sophia Kennan, Simona Halep, right? And in between there, she had a Victoria Azarenka. Uh, she had a Sharapova that were all players that were her challengers that just fell off. And Serena Williams is still standing. And so in my mind, Serena Williams with 23 majors is by far, by far the greatest, the greatest player of all time. I mean, when you look at her record, she's won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Australian Opens, three French Opens, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Wimbledons, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven U.S. Opens, okay? She's won a gold medal. She started this run in 1999, 1999. That's when she started winning majors. Now, I will say this. I will say this. Probably you would say that most of Serena Williams winning is from, um, really from Serena Williams, but Venus Williams. Having an older sister to push her, I'm sure it played a big role in that. An older sister to help her grow and understand how to win help. But I digress. Let's look at, let's look right now at Margaret Court. Her career spanned 1960 to 1977. Her first championship, the Australian Open, was won in 1960. Her last championship was a U.S. Open, won in 1973. All right? So her career 
was, let's just say, somewhat shorter than Serena Williams. She didn't have to play the same kind of opponents. However, I will say that uh, it is something that uh, you have to give it to her. Um, It is special. And I don't want to take away from Margaret Court. I just simply want to say that Serena Williams, in my mind, is hands down the uh, she is the greatest tennis player of all time. She is. And that's the way I'm going to leave it. That's it, folks. Now, the sport you didn't expect me to talk about. The sport you didn't expect you to talk about, and you probably don't want to talk about, is the IPL, the Indian Premier League. Do you even know what that is? No, but I have a bunch of teams that I root for, and one of them is the Mumbai Indians, and the Mumbai Indians play in the IPL, and... uh. I'm rooting for them. And I would like to know how many of you follow the Indian Premier League. And if you don't, what should you know about the Indian Premier League? Well, um, they play cricket. That's what you should know. Um, I would say that it's probably uh, more than you know um, that the Indian Premier League is uh or or excuse me let me say cricket is a very well-known sport that you don't know about and maybe you should if you're ever looking for something new check it out shout out to ishan kashan who is one of the best players on the mumbai indians and uh, i wish them the best in the ipl and uh i'll let you know when they are the champions and I will wear my Mumbai, I will put my Mumbai Indians jersey somewhere because I need to be putting jerseys around here. All right, coming up on Just for Sport is Mati Ajavan. She is a former WNBA player, and we are going to talk about the WNBA finals. That's right, it's coming up. It starts on Friday between the Seattle Storm and the Las Vegas Aces. And we will get her take on who she thinks will win. And we'll talk a little NBA playoffs. Talk to her a little bit about what it's like to play overseas. That's right. For most of these WNBA athletes, they had to spend a good amount of their careers overseas. So we'll talk about that and more. What she's doing in life after basketball. Just for sport. We'll be right back. All right, joining me now on Just for Sport is Mati Ajavan. How you doing? Hey, Jamoke, I'm doing well. It's been a long time we chatted, but we go way back to our Mystics days. You on the court, me on the court. Uh, I hope all is well, and you are as excited as I am for what I predicted at the beginning of this WNBA bubble is the Seattle Storm are going to be hoisting the WNBA championship trophy. What is your take so far as we get set for the WNBA finals to get started? Um, 
first of all, I would definitely like to congratulate the, you know, the two teams, you know, the Aces as well as the Seattle Storm, um, you know, to reaching such a pivotal level in, you know, anyone's career. So, uh, you know, just those two teams, you know, getting there is definitely a big, uh, a, a big deal. So I'm definitely excited for the WNBA and the two teams to, you know, reach a level like that. But um, I think it's going to be a – I definitely think it's going to be a good um, good series between the two. What has excited you most about watching this brand of basketball in the wobble, as they call it, versus when you were playing in front of fans? I imagine for anybody that's really weird to see the game. Yeah, I think it's a, you know, it's a different kind of focus when, um, what you, what I can compare this to is being overseas too, you know, besides the fans, but you're away from your family, you're away from everyone that you, you know, you spend your, your, your days with while you're in a state. So it's one of those things where you have a goal and that's your sole focus. So, you know, I definitely think that's one of them. And, um, I can honestly say as a player too, you know, the fans are very, very much so important. But when you're on that court, it's a tunnel vision. Like for me, I could hear nothing. I could see nothing. I'm just <laughs> focused on, you know, what's at hand. So um, I definitely think the girls, um, the ladies, and, um, you know, as well as the NBA, they, they get to really tune in to, you know, a goal. So it's, a, it's both a positive and, you know, somewhat of a negative thing. But nonetheless, I think it's something where it's been great. Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite that you think will win it? Um, I don't. I just want a good series. You know, we have um, – I have a lot of friends being with Seattle uh, Storm and a lot of good friends on the Aces. So, you know, way to made the best team win. What have any of them shared with you about being in the bubble? <laughs> um, a lot of positive things, you know. You get to really get to know how your teammates are, you know. You, uh, sometimes you really don't be around your teammates like that except for, you know, practice and, um, you know, when you play after you leave the gym sometimes everybody you know everybody lived their own lives so you really get to know who your teammates are which is yeah. which is pretty dope is is it because i would imagine you saying it that way is like it's almost as close as it was to maybe when you were at Rutgers. like you, you know you just live in a dorm you're just all together right right absolutely i think it's the same thing as well as you know, when I was younger, we played AAU. You know, everybody's in the hotel together. So it's, you know, it's that kind of feel. Yeah. Uh, are you also, I imagine you're also watching the NBA Finals as well. How much have you enjoyed having basketball and, and playoff basketball this, this, at this weird October time? Um, I think it's great. Um, but, you know, for sure, we can't forget what's really going on in the world, um, you know, as far as racial injustice and all of those things. And I'm not the person to be a whole lot of political, but um, I definitely think that is our focus uh, right now in these times. But it's good to see, you know, a little little sports going on as well. So 
Yeah, and you talking about the social justice, I think that the NBA and the WNBA have both been at the forefront of social justice and wanting to see change and you know wearing the, the, the shirts uh, for their different causes and or people that have been killed by police brutality. How proud of you are the leagues for what they're doing and if there are any other, other things that you would like to see them do or once the season ends, the next steps, what they should be? Um, I am definitely proud of what's happening. Um, however, um, you know, there hasn't been so much change that has occurred as far as, you know, um, black men and women and, you know, young kids getting killed. So um, I could definitely applaud what's happening with a lot of, you know, people, athletes, um, you know, regular, <laughs> everybody just showing love and things like that. But um, I just think more change has to come um, at every level, you know, mm -hmm. so, yeah. Okay. Uh, and, and with that change, you know, as you, as I think about you and your transition to being off the court, which we will get into in a little bit, um, I, you know, I was looking back at the number of athletes that have gone on, and it's not many that have gone on into politics. Do you think that that is something that maybe some of these players should be thinking about maybe sooner than later after their career is over when you consider that that's pretty much one of the main ways that you can affect change in, in your own communities and, you know, in, in this, uh, in, in your state, you know, and in the United States. Um, as far as them going to politics, <laughs> that's completely up to them. Um, however, I definitely think we have to continue to promote change. Um, so, yeah, you know, I think that's something that's completely um, up to them, but making a difference in your community and, um, you know, showing the, 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 the youth, you know, the, who are the future of, you know, the world, um, how things are, are supposed to be done is, you know, definitely something that we all should do. Mm -hmm. Uh, 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 we, uh, I don't know, I'd be scared of going into politics, but I, I yeah, you I, know, I, 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 I leave the politics alone. So. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I understand a lot of times it's like you want to make change and it's like that may be the only way or uh, an outside of voting, right? We all, we all need to be voting. Uh, you played many years overseas. What did you enjoy most about playing? especially Istanbul, which I, Istanbul, which I hear is a very beautiful country. But what was your experience like playing overseas? Um, my experience is great. I think uh, throughout everyone's, um, every professional career, um, especially on the women's side, we get to travel for, you know, about, we're, we're overseas about seven months of the year. Mm -hmm. And then we come back home and for the five months we're in the WNBA. So it's an ongoing cycle, which for 10 years I was able to experience, you know, uh, 
culture. I was able to experience, um, I was able to meet different people that, you know, everyone has the same walks of life, but see, to see how everyone go about it, um, whether you're black, white, you know, uh, Turkish, Brazilian, whatever, um, we're all the same. So Mm -hmm. I think it was a great thing for me to experience. And I think we, most of us, we all need to um, experience that so that we can really see that we are all the same, you know? So I think it was a great moment of my life and it definitely expanded uh, the way I see the world and the way I, you know, care for people. Did you like one country over the other? And I know you played in Romania as well. Uh, yeah, I loved Turkey. I loved, uh, I also loved Israel and uh, my, my, and then I played in Brazil as well. So those yeah. were probably, yeah. and then probably Poland too. You know, a lot of people really? would think Poland is a nice place, but um, it is. Uh, but overall, Istanbul, Turkey is like my, <laughs> my favorite. Yeah. So now you're going into real estate investing and yeah. you're doing it down in, in Atlanta. And I'd yeah. love to learn not just more about that, but maybe you can invest in some real estate in Turkey too. I <laughs> know, right? That'd be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I, would get, I would definitely get something by the water out there. Yeah. <laughs> Why real estate? Um, what what got you into it? Um, why real estate, huh? Um, I think real estate is one of those ways uh, that us as athletes can be able to kind of like store our money mm-hmm. and still um, make returns from it. Um, you park your money in real estate, you know, you let it sit for a couple of years and it only appreciates compared to if we're buying cars, unless you're making that car an investment, whereas it's making you money, it's a liability, you know? So I like to think about things now in that form. If it's not producing me income or if it's not um, giving me returns, then it's a liability for me. Um, so real estate has been one of the ways that I've been able to invest my money and whether I'm owning houses and I'm making them rentals or I'm buying them and I'm fixing them up so that another person can enjoy a beautiful home and, you know, make their memories there. Um, I think is definitely something that <laughs> has been, you know, um, a great way for me to number one, keep busy. I found another passion in real estate mm-hmm. <laughs> aside from basketball and I'm, it's funny because the transition from playing basketball every day and waking up, working out, taking a break or whatever, grabbing something to eat and going to work out again has been my life for 10 years. Actually, I'll take that back, probably 20 years free. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> we're counting me playing basketball since I was 10 years old. Yeah. So it's been something I've been accustomed to. So when you transition out of that, you go into that world where you're like, man, okay, so what's next? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of us as, as athletes, and I've spoken to a few athletes where that transition is hard, and it was hard for me trying to figure out what's next, but I always had an entrepreneurial mindset mm-hmm. where, you know, whether it's me training or me 
starting a, a clothing company as I did uh, in Nomadic Wealth a couple of years ago. Um, I think finding something else that gives you the same drive, the same passion as basketball did for me for years and as it has done for a lot of other athletes is something that we really um, chase. Yeah. And I'm um, so happy that I found that. That's awesome. And you're also mentoring young athletes and finding the next WNBA star or NBA star because <laughs> basketball is basketball. But how much mm -hmm. are you enjoying that as well? And is there someone out there it, down in Atlanta that you're mentoring that you're like, yeah, they, they've got it? Oh, man, yeah. Um, so I think as far as the mentorship goes, um, even though I haven't played in a couple of years, you know, a lot of people still know me and a lot of these kids, I just try to show them that, listen, I know it's cliche, you know, how people say, hey, anything you want to do, you can do it. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's true through manifestation, through work ethic, through um, passion. Um, it is. So that's what I try to lead them with, you know, mm -hmm. um, whether you're in high school or, you know, you're eight years old and, and you love the game of basketball and you see what the game of basketball can do for you, where it can take you, uh, the life you can lead, support your family. I just try to show them that all of these things are attainable and it's attainable through hard work, mm -hmm. you know, dedication and, um, being tunnel vision. You know, a lot of these kids now, especially with social media, um, not just kids, but overall, we all get wrapped up in what everyone else is doing. But I just try to show them that if you just stay focused on you, stay tunnel vision and, you know, believe in the work and, um, you, you know, you can't you can do anything you want to do. But yeah, that's that's just how I try to mentor them. I don't try to, and maybe they will play basketball. Maybe they won't. But I just try to give them, you know, life lessons more so, because that's what basketball did for me. It gave me a lot of life lessons. So that's how I just try to, you know, go about that. Yeah. Thank you, Mati. I wish you the best. Thank you for your insights on basketball and your career after basketball and playing overseas. Uh, I hope everything goes well. Thank you, Jamoke, and best of luck to you. I know you out there still do your thing, so um, <laughs> you've always been solid. I always loved your energy. I love what you bring to the world, so definitely blessings to you. Thanks, Mati. Talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, I want to thank Mati Ajavon for joining me on the Just for Sport podcast, and I hope you enjoyed my long diatribes about MLB baseball and the NFL postponement of the game due to COVID and the NBA Finals. Uh, I had a great, great, great time talking to you. That's right, talking to you here on Just For Sport. Uh, please, if you're listening to this pod, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, wherever you listen to your pod, please leave a review and thanks for your support. Ciao for now.